The following program is produced by the Tech Talk Radio Network. Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Broadway. And I'm Justin. We are the show that talks about computers, technology, and the internet. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing good. How are you? Oh, okay. How are you feeling? Uh, you know, last week on the show, we talked about your COVID-19 positive test. You feeling better? Yeah. Feeling good? Yeah. So I'm now two full weeks recovered, um, but I did have a bout today of uh, shortness of breath again. And those come every few days, and it could be anxiety. I mean, I could just start to feel a little, you know, I still feel a little something Mm -hmm. um, lingering. But, you know, um, hell, maybe it's just life. Who knows? (laughs) Just our age (laughs) catching up with us, brother. That's all it is. I got a grandson. I'm on the radio with you guys. Life's beautiful. Oh, that's good. Uh, Sean, you guys have also been kind of taken aback by this, at least uh, through work. So work's just been busy. Our cases have spiked. I think we're over 1,500 on campus now. It's bananas. We're, mm-hmm. we st- ho- hockey started, no fans, fake crowd noise. It's How weird. is that? <laughs> oh, I mean, the Compton Family Ice Arena is, is a just, if you can experience college hockey, Compton Family Ice Arena, it's amazing. I love hockey. I love watching college hockey. I went to a great school that had a great hockey team. I went to Fair State. They had a great hockey team. We played Notre Dame. But this arena is just, its when it's full and there's a huge crowd there, it's amazing, right? And yeah. to, to have a game there with, I think, maybe 100 fans total, like family only of the players, Yep. it was weird. But what's cool, and they did it with the NHL too, right? It's cool to hear the players getting into each other and – griping at each other and dropping some some f-bombs and stuff it's just it's great atmosphere but it's weird because it's so it's so dead in the room there's no crowd noise mm-hmm. but you get to hear the coaches you get to hear the players that's actually uh, kind of cool yeah yeah that is a little but different other but other than that it's weird do they do they do they pump the artificial crowd noise into the arena during the game or is that post-processing like and only no, for the tv folk so, get to hear it for football, like so, for football, it's different, right? The the Atlantic, the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference said no fake crowd noise for football. Period. Now the Big Ten has allowed fake crowd noise, so they put it into the PA during the game. Oh, okay. oh that's a trip. And I think they gave up on it about halfway through the game because I think it just was not working. Wait, it, it wasn't didn't working, work. or just it, people just well, like this I, is I this is not real. Like, I just I just don't think it was go- a good so, fit for the, the arena. So let me ask you, since you're, you know, are you usually like at the game, like you're at the game, right? No. So I am in the control room in our facility, which is oh. in a separate building. Okay. I thought but, you were at the game. I was going to ask you, like, what does it feel like to be at the stadium with no crowd noise? Like you can literally hear every hit from, from, from the players and the coaches I mean, yelling I, I up mean, and down the, the sidelines. In, in the control room, I'm hearing a mixed feed, right? I'm hearing what it sounds like going to air. So yeah, but I you're still, hearing that crowd think- noise come in though. Through right, so it's not injected by us, right? We yeah. don't inject the crowd noise into the broadcast. It gets put into the PA. Oh, okay, good. So and you're we picking it up mic. off that. Okay, we have we have effects mics on the ice. So it's and, not like and, it's like a arena. sitcom flake. Like <laughs> it'd be funny. Yeah, they play like, the wrong voice track. Yeah. They got that. Oh, that's the I Love Lucy track from 1958. You hear Ethel no, laughing uh, in the background. 
<laughs> no, it's just, you know, from a technology standpoint, it's weird that we, we have to, we're in this position where we're injecting fake noise into arenas, but. Sitcom's been doing it for years, bud. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But yeah. it's just, for, for live sports, it's just weird. Does it look like uh, that may be scaled back even? That they may just say, listen, we got to hold off for a little while, considering the spike in the cases? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, like, we've been, we prepped for hockey the last week and a half or so, and we're prepping for the start of the basketball season which mm-hmm. is in about two weeks and i just don't know like with athletes going home or students going home and then coming back it's going to be interesting to see what happens especially with michigan now announcing that they're closing everything back up we're so close to the michigan border uh it's just it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next especially over the holiday weekend so wow uh, it's, uh, it's interesting because now as some schools have started to back off on, you know, the in-person learning, some of them are going, making sure, okay, we're, we're, we're going back to the, the digital learning. We're going to do that. Um, people now are still scrambling to try and find Chromebooks that are going to work for mm-hmm. education. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I had somebody ask me the other day, could I recommend a Chromebook? And, you know, me personally, if you guys have ever used a Chromebook before, it's a totally different experience, I think, than using uh, like a Windows 10 based laptop or a notebook. Yeah, I Eric Eric's school actually. I, I went to go pick him up from his uh, early learning school. And again, if you haven't listened before, my, my son is is almost four years old. That's it. And I went to go pick him up. They handed me his backpack. They handed me his water bottle, and then they hand me a Chromebook. And I'm like, what what is this? <laughs> They're like, it's a Chromebook for him, for for remote learning, just in case we have to go remote learning. I'm like, he's four. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is he going to do with a Chromebook? Right. You know, they're like, well, sir, do you want to sign this or not? I'm like, heck yeah, I want to sign it. I want a Chromebook, you know, just because I want to mess around with it a little bit, you know, yeah. like just to see what it's all about because I haven't used them before. But you're right. It's a totally different experience. It's not like Windows. I mean, it's super mm-hmm. basic. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I, I had a friend who asked me, their their kids uh, in high school, but they've used a Chromebook before. So then they said, well, could you recommend, because they, they need to go out and buy one. And, uh, you know, and I, I was like, well, gosh, you're asking me a question about something that I, I'm not too familiar with. But when it comes to the models that are out there, uh, they sent me a, an ad, a 249 for a Chromebook, uh, an HP Chromebook. That was available from uh, one of the retailers. I, I want to say it was Walmart. And I said, well, you know, it's it's got eight, gig, eight gigabytes of memory. It had 32. This is what threw me. 32 gigabytes of storage because it's it's all cloud-based. That's yeah, the thing to remember. A lot of it, yep. That's going to be different. It's, and It's a phone. It's, it uses, it's no different than a phone. It's just a phone with a big screen. It, it's an Android. It's, it is literally an Android. Right. Man, I I don't know. Uh, would you guys have a recommendation? I mean, have you used anything like this? Uh, well, I have not used a Chromebook before, but I do also think about getting uh, my wife a Chromebook. You know, because she's currently using a old MacBook Air from I want to say 2012, 2013, maybe. But you get her the new MacBook MacBook Air with there the is, keyboard. There is no way I'm gonna <laughs> that. I'll tell you right right now. That is the only Apple device we have remaining in this household. That's it? Not even an Apple TV? We don't have an Apple TV. We don't have anything else that's Apple. And that computer is getting old. So I said, you know what? You you honestly, all you do is do it for for email and web. You don't need a full-on Windows 10 machine or a laptop. You just need a Chromebook. 
So I was going to buy her, like, I don't know, maybe like an HP or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, just something I mean, from Costco, you know, because we can get them from Costco and stuff. Yeah. But probably something no more than 300 bucks. Yeah, Sean, so that, I, I had a small, I had a very short experience with a Chromebook. Um, a buddy of mine who works for Google gets them occasionally and just kind of says, hey, I've got a free Chromebook. If anybody wants one, he'll send them to us. We can play around them and stuff. It was an Acer, an older Acer laptop. I don't remember the specs on it, but it was an interesting experience. You know, you log in with Google and you get all access to your all your Google stuff. And that's really all I got to use it for. I didn't really do anything with it besides browse the web, Facebook. And I used it mm-hmm. to play D&D a couple times with Roll20 and you know a couple of things like that. But then this was right before, this was in February of 2020. So this was right before the coronavirus really got big. And then I had a friend of mine whose kids all went remote learning and they were like, Hey, we, anybody have any Chromebooks or laptops laying around? So I sent, I packaged it up, I wiped it, sent it to them. So now they're using it and they love it. And yeah. their kids, yeah. you know, they have, they have three kids and they were struggling to find stuff to do online learning. So I sacrificed it to help out my friend's kids and they're using it. It's great for them. So I didn't really have a use for it besides just playing around with it. So. Did you have a, a like a like when you fired it up and you're looking at the Chrome OS because people need to realize it's not going to look like Windows. It'll look different. Um, did, was there anything that made you go, uh oh, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I got to figure this no, one out. I mean, I, it's, been, it's been eight months of pandemic, right? I don't, I don't really remember what, <laughs> you know, I don't really remember what it looked like because I, 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 it's the first time I had ever used one, and I just don't. I. It was for a for a you know, a tech savvy guy like myself, I was able to intuitively figure it out and navigate around. But for somebody who may not be that tech savvy, it might take a minute to kind of for, for get, me, get your paces it, and figure it out. It seems more like Linux. I mean, it is obviously Linux based, but so, it, it, it looks more like Linux. It looks like a like, like CentOS or something. It, right. But I mean, so do you remember the those um, those little netbooks? Yeah, Windows 10, Windows XP stuff. I had like, you remember ASUS came out with a hundred forty nine dollar one. I, I have, I think I still have one of those. Yes, like yes, I yeah, yeah, the little silver ones, and they had them in all different colors: rose, gold, black. Yep. I bought the whole family, so I had a blue one. Wife had a, you know, everybody. We had six of them. I, I remember when Android, uh, when Google released their first Android computer based image, i.e., something that you could install onto an Intel processor or an ad, uh, an Atom. Well, that was an Atom processor. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to wipe mine and install and put uh, and put this on there. It, it turned it into a Chromebook. And I mean, to me, I'm comfortable with it. I like Linux. I like that. I like the old uh, Windows world where you sit on top of command prompt. Mm. Um, Chromebook, you can't get to the shell easily unless yeah. you know what you're yeah. doing. So, it's true. But the fact that you can get to the shell is beautiful. Now, I'm, so, I'm kind of wondering, you know, some people have said they want to take their older laptops. If you've got a laptop that, you know, maybe a Core 2 Duo, uh, an Intel or an older AMD processor, um, some are saying that you can repurpose those as Chromebooks. So somebody told me that, but I'm like, well, where do you get the Chrome OS? Is it is it public domain? I'm like, where do you get that from? There's a there's plenty of links where you can download the Android OS or the Chrome OS. Literally just go to google.com slash Chromebook. And it's yep. you can get you can download it. So if somebody does have like an older laptop with only say four 
gigabytes of memory or even two in some cases. Uh, and they have minimal storage in there. And it's just that it's too slow to, for them to run Windows. They could actually repurpose this as a Chromebook so and give it to the kids so they could actually get some use out of it. The, the best thing you could do with an old laptop, if you want to do it, is either A, do Chrome, you know, Chrome OS, but put a solid-state hard drive in it. Oh, yeah. Mm, buy, yeah. A, buy a 256-gig solid-state hard drive, slap Chrome OS on it, and you're going to have a machine that's going to be able to do you wonders. Oh, yeah. Actually, for any laptop, I've always said, if you want to upgrade it, if you've got, uh, you know, the the SATA SATA port in it, get an SSD and do it that way. It's mm-hmm. you, You'll find more life out of that laptop than you would get when that old hard drive. I actually got a laptop in this week uh, that um, somebody brought me to get repaired. And, uh, and I've had lately Windows to the, to, to, what is it, 20 HD update? Or DH update, mm. I, I can't remember which OS, which uh, build it is. But this latest update has been messing with a lot of systems. Uh, killing drivers, killing net card drivers. Get, uh, I've lost sound Yeah, and it's, been, it's just been awful. <laughs> and uh, one of the engineers I talked to uh, at Westwood One said that what they found is after about an hour, it takes about an hour for everything to kind of feed through the OS uh, if you're just doing that update. So people who have done the update then go to, to run their systems, and it's incredibly slow. Uh, and it, it takes about an hour to, to kind of propagate through it. And then they're like, oh, okay, okay. But then you still have the driver issues and some other things that have happened. So, again, this is, like, this is something to think about before you do that update. Although I've heard that uh, Microsoft is saying they're not going to do any more forced updates. If you've been forced to update, you know, suddenly all of a sudden your computer rebooted. I came home from work one day and, you know, we've got the studio computers. There's there's four or five of them. Then we've got the office computer and we've got two of them in there. And I noticed they were all they were all rebooted. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. <laughs> what what happened here? And that's when I found out they had all been updated with. And I, I don't like the theme that it updated it with, which is the re- worst. The worst thing that has happened to us is we have seven. We do a lot of Zoom integration with our studios and let us live chats and things like that. We had a Windows machine do a malware bytes reboot in the middle of one of our shows. Oh no! Whoa! It, it, pop, it popped up while the guy was talking. Malware bytes is going to restart your computer and it that, rebooted right we- on the air. That's why my company Ooh. has completely uh, banned malware bytes from from anything. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I should actually just, just just rebooted it. it right in the middle of the show. Oh. And then we went then we went through and checked all of our Windows machines and sure enough, it had popped up on every machine saying, "We're going to reboot your machine in 35 minutes." <laughs> and if you hit, now here's here, here's the thing. If you hit postpone, it'll give you a time. Right? It and you have to select say, it. And you have, if you hit postpone, it says, all right, postpone, and then it reboots at, after the postponement time. It doesn't say postpone until I tell you to do it. You hit postpone, it says, all right, I'm going to do it in 10 minutes. Oh, my goodness. My. Yeah, but this last Malwarebytes update really kind of frustrated me. That's the reason I don't use Malwarebytes anymore, and I'm also getting ready to just drop CC Cleaner. Oh, CC because Cleaner? Because I'm tired of the, conti- yeah. the continual update, the continual... Oh, you sure you don't want to buy us? Are you sure you don't want us to do these extra hook software things for you? You sure you don't want us to clean this, that, and the other? I, I no, I wanted you to just do my registry. That's why I got you. Oh, yes, like, that's, that's, I don't yep. need all these different. 
right? That's that's what it was good for. No, but it, everybody has to do these hooks. Yep. It used to be a great program. Not anymore. All right. So recently, uh, and I don't know what you guys use, uh, Comcast sent out a note. Uh, they have been providing with their service uh, uh, Norton. And I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of Symantec. I, li- I like I've always used their product. I like their product. I used to use it. Yeah, if you want to s- use up all your RAM and CPU. Well, and, and it seemed like they they weeded something of that, that that out when I was just using just the antivirus portion of it, which was good. Mm, okay. Um, but I didn't like the internet. You know that internet features that they were doing. They've streamlined a little, and I've been using it. Well, now uh, as of I believe the end of the year. They're going to be not providing that to the Comcast users. So now I've got to come up with either I continue to pay Symantec for my antivirus solution or I pick another one. Is there another one that is better than the others? ESET. I, I yeah, used ESET yeah. years ago. Is it, you guys still like that? ESET. It, by, all, by all means, ESET. E-S-E-T. I've used ESET for probably close to a decade now. That thing is awesome it just sits in the background it takes up hardly any resources and it does its job i have not been infected with a virus in over, well never really honestly but eset is awesome what about you john clam av clam av clam oh really use clam isn't that free it yeah yeah open source clam av yep. yeah i've heard of it but i've never used never it interesting it. never heard of that yeah and why do you like them other than it being for free? <laughs> Open source, um, contributors, contributed by, it's, it's to me, the open source aspect, and it was the very first open source um, software that worked across everything, i.e. Linux, Windows, Mac. You know what I'm saying? They have a port for everything. Right. So I, I really love that. Now, be, being that it's open source, and I guess you could say this. I mean, you could say this about any antivirus company or whatever, but like mm-hmm. what keeps them, being that it's open source, <laughs> what keeps them from being able to have somebody contribute to the platform and say, you know what, I'm just going to let this one through because that's my virus, you know? Now, you open up a can of worms for a reason. You know that I have the theory that all great virus companies hired the best hacker slash virus creator yeah of course and they do and it's, and it's a perpetual game that we all suffer it's cat and mouse it, it, yeah and we're the guys in the middle yep that the cats are the we're literally the house and the cat is chasing the mouse around yep that's that's where that's, that's a good analogy now yeah. i know that uh some people will say okay well i'm gonna go a free route i'm gonna go avg or avast um, those are two options that you hear a lot. They're um, owned by the same company. Uh, are they really? Is AVG and Avast yes. owned? Now, yeah, Sean, you've used them? And, and I just looked up. Avast bought CC Cleaner in 2017. Oh, oh really? Oh. And it's apparently, apparently, I didn't realize this, but the last Uninstall. time I did update, it does try to it does try to get you to install Avast. Oh. oh so th- that's yeah, it. You're... Avast purchased Pryform C Cleaner in 2017. Yeah, I'm oh, done. Wow, that's yeah. so good. So uh, I'm gonna pitch this website that I, I really like too when I'm looking for software. Alternative to. Oh yeah, you yeah, it, yeah. You've mentioned that it's, before. It's a, great, it's a great website. I just literally typed in C Cleaner and it popped up with a bunch of stuff too. Alternative to C Cleaner. So that's a great website if you're looking for software to try and find other open source stuff. So just pushing that out there again. And that now that's alternative. Uh, that's T O O. Just T O alternative to okay cool and it gives net. you it gives right, you the net. alternatives to, to programs like if you want to use 
uh, graphics program where some people might be using Photoshop, it would recommend GIMP or yeah. other programs. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and it's it, yeah. it's great for I mean it's anything literally any type of software you want, it's going to find a, an alternative. All right, so for any listeners that buy themselves a brand new desktop, get themselves a brand new laptop, and they get it and they open it up and it's like, oh, I can get a a, a ninety day trial of Microsoft Office. Okay, some people might do that. Oh, and it comes with a year or maybe a month of uh, McAfee, <laughs> which. You know, do, do you tell them, well, don't bother with that and go out and, and get ESET or get another one? Is it, I mean, is it their, is it to their benefit to go ahead and install that? No. Mm, no. <laughs> Blo- I hate bloatware so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, well, I mean, at least you have this, right? With Flash going away, you won't have to worry about it getting installed in the background. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. true. That's true. Uh actually Java. What is the the cutoff yeah. date uh, the cutoff date for Flash is coming up for Chrome users that integrate programs that use Flash it's uh next month, right? Yeah, my my MacBook actually just told me, "Hey, I have to uninstall Flash now." Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, it it literally said, "I need to uninstall because it's not going to be supported." And it's the first time I've ever seen a, a, an installation software when it goes to uninstall the bar actually went backwards. <laughs> it went from 100% to zero. I'm not joking. Flash, it's like it's gone. The installer went you know, from, the, from the right to the left. And I was like, huh, that's weird. But it was kind of funny. That sucks because I just, I just, after all these years, finally learned how to develop in Flash. And now they're just going to get rid of it. <laughs> you should have stopped trying yeah. to learn some months ago, years ago. Yeah. Uh, tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. We've got more stuff to talk about. You've got new new consoles that are out. Xbox! Yeah, you've got new toys. You've got new games. And, uh, and a, well, I'm going to tease it as a console nobody was waiting for. Oh, all right. A I console, think I know you're talking no, about. No, really. All right. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that when we're back. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tech talkers. We'll be right back. Now, back to Tech Talk Radio. This has been a huge week. Uh, this past week, you had Xbox get mm-hmm. their product out before the Sony PlayStation, the PlayStation Five. Now, Xbox put out two different consoles, and I remember when I was in, I was walking down the aisle at Walmart, and I remember I looked and I saw the Xbox One S, and I thought, oh, they've got them. I thought no. they were they no, were no, hard no. to find. No, that's the Xbox One. S, not right. the Xbox Series S. Oh, now, so what is the difference? Because a lot of people are going to fall into this. <laughs> yeah, so this is, I don't know if this is a mistake or if it's genius marketing on Xbox, Microsoft's part. But the thing is, is the, the consoles that were released from 2013 up until 2019 were called the Xbox One. Then they came out with the Xbox One X, the Xbox One S, but now... As of last week, they came out with a brand new series of consoles. It's the next generation called the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S. People have been falling into the trap and they've been buying the Xbox One X and the Xbox Series, or I'm sorry, Xbox One S, thinking they're getting the new console. This is last generation's console. The, the, the console you want to get, if you're going to get the Xbox, is the one that's called the Series. Xbox Series X or Xbox Series S. But there is a difference between the two of them. All right. What, now, what is that difference? Because it's not only in cost, but it's also yeah. in features. 
Yeah, so the Xbox Series X is the top of the line. That one's going for $499. Uh, the Xbox Series S, which is the l- lesser uh, model, that's going for, I believe it's $299. Uh, so you're you're obviously getting a bit of a savings there, but you're also getting a huge hit on performance. So just a quick rundown from from Xbox.com, the Xbox Series X. Now from here the, from here on forward, I'm just going to call it the X and the S, okay? Because it's too long to say that. So with the X, you get one terabyte of storage. With the S, you get 512 gigs, so half the, half the storage. Uh, you still get the same frame rate, 120 frames per second. The processor on the Series X is 12 teraflops of processing power, which is, by by far, more than even the PlayStation 5. Oh, wow. You have more processing power in the Xbox Series X than you do in the PlayStation 5. But with the X, you get 12 teraflops. With the S, you get 4 teraflops. Uh, with the resolution, with the X, you get true 4K gaming. With the S, you only get 1440p. So it's a little bit better than 1080p, but it's not true 4K. Also, with the X, you get a 4K UHD Blu-ray drive. You actually can put physical media into it, Blu-rays. Oh, cool. With the S, you can't. It's all digital. Um, with the video, with the X, you can get up to 8K, a high dynamic range. And here's where it gets a little confusing. But with the Series S, you can get capable of 8K high dynamic range. Now, that shouldn't really be a problem because there is no 8K content right now. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, it's upscaling. Yeah, upscaling. Um, and then also with the with the audio, the same thing. You get DTS 5.1, Dolby Digital 5.1, Dolby True HD with Atmos and Windows Sonic. You get the same amount of ports. You get three USB 3.0, 3.1 ports, two HDMI point, uh, 2.1 outs. Uh, you get uh, uh, 802.11 AC dual band wireless and also one gigabit Ethernet, wired Ethernet. So other than that, they're the same. But you're really getting a lot more processing power out of the Series X than the S. Now, are game manufacturers producing their games in 4K? They are. Yeah. A lot of them are now. Uh, so a lot of the launch titles, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, the new Doom Eternal. Well, actually, it's not really new, but, I mean, it's, it's, they, they, they remastered it for the 4K. Right. Um, a lot of the new game, the Halo is out there. Uh, that's also 4K. So, yes, you, you are getting a lot of 4K content. With the games. Now, Sean, you were saying you've got a console that nobody knew they wanted. Is that the deal? Yeah. So I came across this a, couple, a day or two ago, um, and it's not, it's just kind of snuck in there. But Bud Light put a PC and a projector into a six pack for charity. You're kidding. So they, they made a six pack that actually has two slots for can coolers, which will actually keep your beer cold. They packed in an i7 processor. 16 gigs of RAM, and paired it up with an Asus ZenBeam 720p projector. Oh wow! So it's for it's a only a one-off. So it's up for charity, and it's got six days left as of this recording, and it's at 2,100 bucks. Oh man! Now, but it is going to charity. That's well. Right. Yeah. So it, it's got six built-in games, and it, the only three titles it says are Tekken 7, Soul Calibur 6. And RBI Baseball 2020. It's kind of cool looking. It's slick looking. It's literally how it much? Like it's, it's it's the size of a six pack. It's got two controllers that you just you drop into one of the the, the can slots and it'll charge them. Right now it's at twenty one hundred bucks. It's got six days left. It's going for charity. Twenty one hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. No thanks. But yeah. they're touting it as 
the console nobody asked for right in the middle <laughs> of when I kind of like you know, that. The, con now, the console wars are here. So. Now, what is that website? It's on shopbeergear.com. I, I want to mention, I actually went on a quest this last week to to, to try to find the Xbox Series uh, X. Right. So so the day after, the day after, so it launched on, uh, let's see, what was it? Last Wednesday, I had a pretty hard night. Eric was not really sleeping well, so I, I did not get a lot of sleep. So I took the day off. And I decided, you know what, with, with my time here, uh, I'm going to go search for it. So I went up to a couple different Walmarts and Best Buys and, and Targets and things around, you know, the area. And I, it was funny because I actually made it uh, kind of like a Google map with, like, stops. Like, it would go here first, then here, then here, then here, and then back to here. And um, I went all the way around. Every place I went was either had a sign on the door that said, no consoles for in-store purchase, pre-order only. Or I would go to Walmart's and I would go walk in there and they'd say, nope, we don't have any. But then I walked into Target. And I, when I walked back to Target, I heard I, I, what I, I'm assuming is probably the supervisor of the electronics section. He was on the walkie-talkie to the uh, customer service. And he was like, can you please tell the people, can you please stop sending us the calls? Can you please tell them that the PlayStation 5 doesn't release until Thursday, and when it does release, it's only online only. Thank you. And I and I stopped him. I said, does that count for the Xbox Series X too? And he goes, ah, actually, sir, you just missed it. We had three this morning, and the last one walked out the door about 15 minutes ago. Oh. I almost fell to my knees because I thought about going to that target first. Oh, you're kidding me. But you know uh, what? You never know because it's like, you know, you're, you're darned if you do, you're darned if you don't. And I didn't know which one to go to first. And I didn't go. I went to that target last. If I would have went there, I would have got it. So fast forward to the next couple of days, I kept going back to the local Walmart that's closest to me. And I kept going back there and saying, hey, look, your website shows it's in stock. What's up? And they're like, I don't know. That's got to be a glitch. We do not have any on the floor. We don't have any in the back room. Okay, fine. Come back the next day, same thing. Rinse and repeat. Finally, I got in touch with the uh, electronics uh, supervisor who said he kind of looked around a little bit, kind of like he was going to tell me a secret. And he's like, hey, well, yeah. So uh, we got six coming in on Monday morning. And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, we got six coming on Monday morning. If you're here Monday morning, yeah, you know, first thing we open at seven, you can probably get one. I'm like, all right. So this last Monday morning, I was up at 6 a.m., and my wife was like, oh, you'll get up early for a console, but you won't get up to help me with Eric. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I went over to Walmart, and I was there. I was the first person in line. I mean, well, not really a line. There was only like two other people waiting. Yeah. But I got in there. I walked right back to the electronics section. I saw that same guy. I made eye contact with him. And as soon as I made eye contact with him, he dropped his head. Oh, and I'm like, oh, no. no. So I walked up. and was like, what's the deal, man? What's up? And he goes, well, I've got 12 in the back. I'm like, okay, so what's the problem? He goes, they're for Black Friday only. Oh, you're kidding me. He's like, Give I can't I was like, I can't sell them to you. I'm like, dude, you've uh, got 12. I mean, come on. He goes, I would lose my job. I'm like, well, I'm not about to ask you to lose your job, but dude. And he goes, I'll tell you what, this is what you got to do. If you're going to want to get one, you're going to want to be on walmart.com at, at, at 10 p.m. our time because they go live on Black Friday, which is 12 p.m. Eastern time, so it's 10 p.m. Mountain time on Thanksgiving. So 10 p.m. Thanksgiving night, if I get on walmart.com, I should, 
in theory, be able to order one. That's crazy. If, they if got I it in stock. I know. If I can't get it from there, I'm really honestly going to give up because I was looking at what Microsoft said today. They said, we are so far behind on orders that the console is probably not going to be available for widespread you know, uh, uh, ordering in-store until April of 2021. Wow. Now, here's crazy. the reason I wanted to get it. I wanted to get it for Eric. Yeah. Because I want him to be able to play Minecraft with me or whatever, you know? And he plays on the console, I'll play on the PC. But I'm also trying to get it because I turn 40 in a month or a month and a half. Well, no, actually two months from now. Two months from now, I turn 40. It's my 40th birthday present. Well, <laughs> turns out I'm probably not going to get that. So what I'm going to get is the new NVIDIA NVIDIA RTX 3080. Oh, that's a much more expensive that product. That is, well, not really. <clears throat> if you consider the cost of the Xbox Series X, which is basically $500, the NVIDIA RTX 3080, which is the second to the top of the line, because the only one above that is the 3090, the 3080 is retailing for about $750 to $800. Oh, well, that's better than I thought. Yeah, but but right now you can't find them anywhere. They're being They're being scalped. Right. So as soon as I get an alert, and I'm using this cool website. Sean, you know the website, right? The nowinstock.com? Oh, yeah. I used that when I when I got my Nintendo Classic and the Nintendo NES Classic, hoping that Nintendo will one day release a 64 Classic. I know, but right? I Wait, so now but, with this, web, this website address, what do you do? You go in there and you put so, what you're looking for? Yeah, basically, uh, now in, is it Okay, hold on. Let me make sure it's the right thing. It's, uh, yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's nowinstock.net. All right. And you go there, and they've already got predefined categories. So they've got, this is funny, they've even got toilet paper as a category. Oh, wow. You know, because back, you know, when the COVID was really bad, they were, you know, doing, you know, toilet paper runs. But now you can go in there, and you can basically set up uh, uh, alerts. So it will search all of the major retailers for the Xbox or what I've got it set up for now is all of the different 3070s and 3080s, uh, the, the the graphics cards. And it will send you an immediate alert via email, Discord, and a browser alert. All right, for our listeners who don't know what this 3080 is all about, because it, for those that do you know any kind of computer games uh, that are looking for a high-end graphics card, what is so special about this? The 3080 is the top of the line right now. I mean, you can't get anything. That, I mean, th this thing will do anything. I mean, I, I've been watching a few different video game streamers. You know, our friend Darkness429 recently just got the 3080. A couple other people got the 3080s, and I'm watching them. And just they can run their games at complete ultra settings, and there's not even skipping a beat. I mean, they're running these things at 120 frames a second or even more. It can run any game at the top of the line settings, and things look so beautiful with the new 3080s. Now, I got a 2080 Ti, which is just last generation, right? And this was the best card of the market. I mean, the Ti series. So you've got the 2080s, and then you've got the 2080 Ti, and the 2080 Ti is even better. And I paid $1,100 for my 2080 Ti. Oh my! About. Two months before they announced the 3000 series. And I'm like, dang it. Like, what was I thinking? I didn't know. I didn't know. And, and I made out of that because I bought your old 1070. Which yeah, you bought my old is, 1070 for like, I what? Have zero I don't know, 200? The 1070. I can run most games at really great quality on the 1070. Yeah. So I think, so, I, I think I'm running a 2060. 
Yeah, and, and so I'm running the 2080, and I can run most things great, but you know what? I'll tell you right now, the one thing I can't run, Flight Simulator. Mm. Flight Simulator, I have to run it on, like, medium settings in order to get at least 50 to 60 frames a second. But I was watching somebody play this on the 3080. They were running Flight Simulator at ultra settings, and they were getting 140 frames a second. It was ridiculous. This is a great enhancement for anybody who wants to pep up the graphics in their this computer. This is a huge enhancement. All right. Uh, give us that website address one more time. So we'll it's, it's check it out. nowinstock.net. Nowinstock.net. Uh, Broadway, you've been kind of quiet back there. Are you uh, thinking about yeah. jumping onto a console? Um, you're a PlayStation guy, aren't you? And that's why I just kept my mouth shut, because otherwise me and you are going to get in a cussing match. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I like the I'm new PlayStation 5, you, too. I, I'm going to tell the world how I really feel about you and Microsoft Xbox. But <laughs> I love you tonight, and I'm trying to just, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, you just don't say nothing nice. You just don't say nothing. So okay, something, something I saw with the, with the PlayStations is uh, the only social media I use is Reddit. And people have been posting with the PlayStation 5s. They've been buying the the discless version, the digital version. Yep. And it's coming in a digital version box, but they're getting a disced version in the box. What? What? Yeah, so people are getting the disced version even oh, though they have the discless version. <laughs> but, it's in, but the box and everything is labeled discless, so it's it's the digital version and the box is all this, It's but it's the disced version. Because they're the same. They're the same size. No, the disc. No, no the, the, the disc, disc version has a little bit of a bump on the down part of the by the bottom yeah. side of it. Uh, but everybody says that they, they can't tell a difference in the box. Well, okay. Here's and, the thing. I I know you're saying that, Sean. Okay, but you, look at social media was also recently saying that the Xbox Series X was smoking, yeah. that it was burning, <laughs> and it turned out this is this is funny. This is funny, folks. This is funny because Microsoft themselves literally had to do an official tweet from the Xbox account saying, and I quote, I quote, I can't believe I have to say this, but don't blow vape smoke into your Xbox. Yep. People were taking video of their Xbox quote unquote smoking, but it was turned out what they were doing was they're blowing vape smoke and then it was getting exhausted through the fans. But you don't do that. So again, your your thing about seeing people saying, "Hey, I'm getting the disc version of the PS5 and a disc," it's probably fake because the whole thing about the Microsoft Xbox Series X smoking was fake. Yeah, kind of makes you wonder, though, right? Does make you wonder. Uh, I'll tell you something funny though about that before we go to break. Uh, I had somebody that once used to smoke a lot, and would smoke in their house, and they would smoke in their computer room, and they played video games. Mm. And I remember, I remember, for some reason, their computer kept overheating. So they mm-hmm. gave me their computer, and I, I remember you could smell. You told me this story before. You could smell the smoke inside that computer. And I remember opening up, pulling the video card out, and I looked at the video card, and you know the fan that's on top of the video card? A little, little small fan, right? It was locked. And I'm, like, looking at it, and I, I got a little magnifying glass, and I'm, I'm really examining it. There was brown gunk that was around the wheel of the fan that had completely locked up. And I, I was thinking, did they spill soda on it? No, it's because they were smoking yep. right by the computer. It's got the intake fans. It just got all over the components. The nicotine tar. Yeah, and it just, it's, it's not even it that. It's yeah. not even that. I'll tell you right now, my last, I, I vape. I vape near my computer. 
and my last computer fan, the water cooling system, got locked up because of the the the, the oils the, that are in the, that, the right? oils that are in the vape. Yeah. Oh man, this not good. I got a laptop in. They wanted me to to try and figure out what was going on. Uh, they tried to start up Windows, and it had been sitting for about a month, and it would not start. It would go. Uh, it would start up, and then it would go to blue screen, uh, mm-hmm. or it would start up. And like it was going to go to Windows and then it would reboot and then it would reboot and then it would reboot and it kept going through that and then it would blue screen and that was it. So they said, okay, what happened? And I said, well, it could be drive corruption. You know, this is telling him on the phone. It could be drive corruption. It could be a, a series of things. Um, so he's, I'll bring it over. Okay, bring it over. So he brings it over and I open up the laptop and I look at it and it does exactly that. And so I go, okay, let's go into your BIOS and see what's going on. So and for many computers out there when you want to start up you go into your your bios or your cmos and what that does is that keeps a record of your hard drive the size of your hard drive the the way that your system starts up uh the memory it'll use whether you want it to start with a network card and all of that well what do you think happened it started up and i looked at the date and it said 2003 hmm. so what that tells me right away is the battery there's a battery on the the laptop or the motherboard of the system you're looking at and that battery goes out eventually and uh what it does is it resets everything to the original manufacturer and it resets all those settings so what happens is they try and start the computer it's looking for a disk drive it's looking for uh, a network card with pxe it's looking for all this stuff and it just it freaks out and that's it especially with the date Sometimes Windows will look at a certain date and it'll say, well, I wasn't around then, so I'm not starting up, you know? So mm. uh, by resetting the date, that is a way to get by that and then resetting the startup options. Like don't have it start up off the CD, don't have it start up off a network card. And we were able to get it started right away, but it does tell you that there's a problem and that problem is then to change the battery out. Uh, you can do that on a laptop. You can do that on a motherboard. It's not that expensive. Although this was a Dell laptop and they used the Molex connector. So it's not like, you know, you just take the battery and snap it in. This one, you have to actually order the part. And I go to Amazon and Amazon had the part for $18. I'm like, well, that's cool, right? Free shipping because you got Amazon Prime. And and I'm looking and it's got a two pin connector. So I go, okay, let's find another one. So the same company has the the three pin, right? And I'm thinking, oh, cool. I can get it from there. Right? It's $2.95. I scored. It's $15.50 for shipping. <laughs> so you can't win. Hmm. So either way, uh, I got it. But if you ever have a, a laptop or a computer that, you know, you suddenly look and the dates, you know, you go into your CMOS settings, your BIOS and the date is uh, is messed up. That's yep. usually an indication you got to replace your battery. So a little, hmm. little tech tip for you right there. Cool. All right. Broadway, you had a question too. I'm just tired of the whole trying to decide on which streaming service to go with. I'm so frustrated. Well, why are you frustrated? Because I can't make up a I can't make up a, my mind. It, do I go with Hulu? Do I go with YouTube? Do I go with? I mean, we've talked about this over and over, and we all have been down this road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some but people are going through it even more is, now with the with the I, Hulu I mean, announcement. What's the Hulu well, announcement? Yeah. Hulu's raising its prices again. Oh, of course. Well, so yeah, YouTube did so. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody's raising their prices. And my wife came to me and says, well, um, 
I could get all of the things that we like to watch, and it's going to cost us about $110 a month. And I said, babe, that's just to stream the movies. Mm -hmm. Really? Like, really we're there? When just last year I had a pie, a raspberry pie, and I talked about it on the air when I was using Cody stream services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, let's be honest. Yeah, free TV. I mean, there's free stuff out there. Like, why are, why are we doing this to ourselves? Yeah, and it's funny because I'm some pressured. people some people who cut the cord, uh, they realize they're going to pay higher for their internet fees, but their internet, their cable for getting their entertainment was generally going to run them about $65, $70, right? Yeah. And now Hulu is doing the same thing, putting us right in that $65, $70 price range. I'm frustrated. Well, I just need to make a decision. I, you know, as Sean has said before, you know, his, his relatives, you know, you talked about the YouTube TV. Are, you, are they still using YouTube TV? Yeah, they love, they love it. My, my in-laws love YouTube TV. It's convenient. It's familiar to them. They get what they want. Plus we share our Netflix with them and we share our Disney plus with them. So they're getting what they need and what they want out of YouTube TV. Now, the benefit of that is I get to use their YouTube TV, but I can't get the local channels for me because it's all registered to their account, which is Northern Michigan. So I get all the Northern Michigan local channels. Oh, okay. now, but you can the, still get the local channels oh, and antenna. Wait, 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 wait. They didn't check your IP range for that? No. You might be using a VPN, oh, right? Oh, mm. that's good to know. That might make me okay. Right. The, the hardest thing about living in Wisconsin is I can't watch Texas sports. I can't oh. watch high school sports. I can't watch uh, college. I can't watch. I see where you're going with this. Yeah. Uh, so you get you get some family down in Texas to register yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> now I ju I just signed up. I just went ahead and signed up for Disney Plus, as you know. I, and I think I told you I was going to do it over this the week. Away. I got to tell you, over the weekend, I oh, watched the oh, first two episodes of The Mandalorian. I love the fact that they're only like 40 minutes long. Yeah. Um, the, it's great entertainment. That Baby Yoda thing is absolutely adorable. And it tells a pretty good story. And I was worried because you guys said, uh, I asked you, I said, will Gloria like it? And she ended up liking it because yeah, of, because it of gets, the baby. It gets, it gets even better. Caitlin and I have been religiously watching The Mandalorian on Saturday mornings together because it's the only time that we can really sit and watch a show together that's not in the evening when we're just getting home from work so we can actually sit and enjoy it and it's been great. This season yeah. has been great. I, I have to get. I have to give props. I rewatched it all the way through, right? And the props I have to give is the comedy. I did not oh, notice yeah. the yeah. when they're sitting there talking about the. Um, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to give away too much, but the 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 imp imperial people are sitting there talking about how the boss just killed another one or like fired somebody and they're still waiting over the radio. Yeah. <laughs> did you like, oh, did you realize a lot of good comedy that raging? The the little guy in the beginning that's uh, the guy who owns yeah these, Nick Nolte that's Nick Nolte yeah I was like how did yes. they fit him in that suit well they did it. oh Jesus <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm like, even, man I'm that's gonna, movie magic right there I'm not even gonna I'm, I, yeah, I'm not gonna waste my time yeah the on that Ma one. the Mandalorian yeah. is worth it now again I'm I only it's I'm it's too, great yeah it's you you gotta watch the rest of it it just gets better and better now you yeah. mentioned the episodes are only forty minutes long or whatever. Now, what, one thing we noticed with the season two is that, like, the first episode of season two, which I think was called Chapter 10, because they, they yeah. they're, they're calling it Chapters, but Chapter 10 uh, was, like, 55 minutes long. Then Chapter 11 was, like, 47 minutes long. 
chapter 12 was like 38 minutes long. And it's like, whoa, wait, hold up. Why are we, you know, we're, you know, we've been waiting a whole week for this and they just keep cutting down. So people are starting to think that the season two finale is going to be 13 minutes long. <laughs> well, I've heard that the each episode runs them about $15 million to make because the graphics, the, the visuals are amazing. Well, you know, everything about it. Have you seen what they're do how they're doing the visuals? No. Though? Did you see the behind the scenes? It's amazing. No. They're not, they're not doing green screen. What they do is they got this new technology, and you'll have to YouTube it. There, there is a, like a if I don't know if you YouTube like Mandalorian behind the scene or or whatever it is, but they what they do is they have this giant circular building that they put everybody in, and they decorate the inside of it like the set. So like let's say a, a desert floor, so you're gonna have rocks and dirt and things like that. But the walls are made of LED LCD panels. Oh, curved. Wow. Curved, curved panels. So it is literally a circular room that they're filming in. But the way that works is that because of green screen, you can't get the reflections of like a sunlight on the Beskar armor of the Mandalorian because it's green screen. But with this type of what they're doing is you can get those reflections because those reflections are real. They're coming from a real LED LCD panel that's maybe 20 or 30 feet away from the actor. Wow. And so it's a whole new technology. Right. But what's cool is it's augmented reality, right? Yes. So the camera's got a sense that has got all these sensors on it. So when they move, the world moves with it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's you have, really you have to look cool. At it. It's, it's, it's going to win some. It's going to win an Emmy. I uh, I'm going to have to look at that. Now, again, I'm two episodes in. There's behind the scenes stuff. Uh, but I d one show I really like on there is called Prop Culture. And I, again, I think I mentioned it last week on the show. If you haven't seen it yet, they do a whole behind the scenes making of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And that I really like. So, you know, I got to get. And then we watched the movie Clouds over the weekend, which is a great story. It's a true story uh, about this kid who was dealing with cancer. And uh, they, it was Warner Brothers was going to put it out in theaters when uh, they found that, you know, the pandemic started. Disney came along and said, we'd like to put it on Disney Cable. Or Disney Plus, I'm sorry. And so they bought the rights, and that's why it's on there. And I got to say, it's a really well done movie. So if you get a chance to uh, to watch that one, definitely take a look. Disney Plus has a lot of good stuff. Yeah, it do it certainly does. And so um, we didn't help John at all. Right, but if we all oh. had, if you had one choice, one you could watch, Hulu, Amazon, YouTube, Disney, uh, Crackle, which, well, which, which uh, Netflix, which one would you watch? Only well, one. Only one. I mean, John, you want to watch local stuff. You want to watch some sports and things like that. I would say YouTube TV. Mm -hmm. uh, Sean? YouTube TV. YouTube? Yeah. See, for me, it would probably be Amazon. Get a lot of choices with that. So, yeah. I don't know. But again, I'm, I'm not watching But you don't local. get local stuff. You and again, local. you can always get local, local, local to where you're at if you have an antenna. John so. is a little out there, so getting that local would be difficult. So, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if we helped you, but... We enjoyed talking about The Mandalorian. We got a like a website of the week. Uh, we've actually decided to share with you a couple of websites that we mentioned earlier in case you missed them. The first one we talked about was nowinstock.net. You can go there. You can find a lot of it is going to be uh, technology items, but they do offer some things, especially with Black Friday stuff. They're coming out with some more Black Friday stuff right now, uh, some TVs, uh, but they also even have the COVID essentials, things like hand sanitizer and, and toilet paper, which... Now you can pretty much find anywhere. It's not a big deal anymore. But um, 
check it out because the next time something comes out that it's really hard to find, nowinstock.net will help you find it. And then, Sean, you had the other one you mentioned earlier, too. Yeah, we were talking about CC Cleaner and a couple other things like that. And Alternative 2, Alternative T-O dot net. You can type in a software like Photoshop, and it gives you alternatives. Now, what about uh, free? For, yeah, like people who, who maybe don't want to buy the Office Suite from Microsoft, which I still love Office 365 now that I've been using it, thanks to yeah, the recommendation. There's a Libre, Libre Office makes Open oh. Office which is really great. Um, You could just literally type in anything you want. You could type in Steam, and it'll give you you options. YouTube, Facebook, Netflix. uh, It'll give you alternatives to all of those softwares. How about games? Yeah, I mean, you could probably find versions of games. I haven't tried for games, but it's mostly software. So I'm assuming games are in there. All right, real quick, I want to mention this. This is the week that people are buying a lot of stuff, getting stuff shipped to them. Uh, we see that, you know, really kicking up over the next couple of weeks. Some places doing their Black Friday deals. How can somebody protect themselves the best against a porch pirate? Amazon garage delivery. And what does that mean? They'll, they'll be able to access your garage? Yeah, if you have the uh, MyQ smart garage uh, system, you can register it with Amazon, and they will actually be able to deliver into your garage and they will, so they, they have like a one-time code that they're sent. The delivery driver sent a one-time code. It opens the garage door. They put the package in your garage and they close your door and they stay there to make sure that your garage door is closed before they leave. That's a, that's one way. That's a good way. Uh, what about uh, lockers? I, I know that Amazon has been doing lockers. Are they doing those everywhere? I know they do it here in Arizona. Yeah, they do. do. They do it there? But they're, they're not necessarily super convenient. I mean, you got to find it. And it, especially if you get a large package, you're not going to be able to put it in a locker. So Amazon Garage is one. Uh, I know that people can leave them at some retailers. Like, uh, well, if it's a FedEx, you could leave it at a FedEx store if you've got one. Uh, uh, mailboxes, et cetera, or UPS store. Or even Walgreens will uh, really? take some. Walgreens, I, I had a laptop that was shipped to me from uh, corporate. And I went ahead and had it shipped, uh, delivered over to the Walgreens. You can go online to UPS or FedEx or Amazon's website and tell them where you want it to go. They'll deliver it there, and then you can go and pick it up. And that way you make sure it's not going to end up sitting on your porch. Because the worst thing about there's a false sense of security with people who get the, the ring doorbell or the nest or any of those doorbells that are out there. I mean, it's great to see who's at your door, but if you're just looking at a package that's sitting there, there's nothing you can do to prevent that package of getting stolen. That's true. That's, true. That is true. Um, you could have a you could have a weapon or a big dog. <laughs> big dog. Well, you can do that way. <laughs> or just stay home. No just, port, stay, just stay no home. No porch pirates around here. Yeah. I'm out in the boonies. That's true. Yeah. All right. So uh, some uh, some tips there to think about. That's it for this week's Tech Talk Radio. I'm Andy Taylor. I'm Sean DeWeird. I'm Broadway. And I'm Justin. Find us on the internet, techtalkradio.com. Have yourselves a great week. We'll see you next time.